Many are familiar with the particular piece of what is known as the Christmas story. If nowhere else, maybe you've heard the cartoon character Linus's famous recitation of this small passage from the Gospel according to Luke in reruns of a Charlie Brown Christmas. And they were in the same country, shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I remember, as a child, being puzzled by a few things when I heard this, especially upon reading the rest of the story. For one thing, the shepherds disappear from the story shortly after this passage. They make a quick trip to Bethlehem, the city of David that the angel refers to, or as the King James Version puts it, they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And I still wondered what kind of conversation occurred on that visit. Hi, we're shepherds. We were just doing our sheep herding thing when this angel appeared and told us, well, so anyway, we thought we'd come and see. And I wondered what they came expecting to see. But Luke doesn't dwell on this. He only says, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And then, poof, the shepherds disappeared. No more mention of them. There is no point later on in Jesus' life where he runs into one of these shepherds who says, Jesus, you don't remember, of course, but I met you when you were just a little baby. Sort of a variation of last time I saw you, you were only this time. Last time I saw you, you were in a manger. Did they tell you about the manger? Okay, I'll stop. But the shepherds disappear from the story, and it made me wonder, how did they remember that experience later on? Did they continue to think of that experience as bringing tidings of great joy? I mean, it's not every day you see an angel. There is that. But I'm guessing their lives didn't change in any material sense as a result of what they heard or what they saw. For behold, said the angel, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. But all they had to go on was the angel's word for this, really. 
And yes, they went to see Jesus, but again, all they really saw was a baby. So again, all they really had to go on was the angel's interpretation. And yes, I understand this is a story, that this is myth and not history, that it was not Luke's transcription of an eyewitness event, that Luke was not the author, that it was probably written somewhere around the end of the first century. I am simply talking about, as a child, trying to figure out the story as I was growing up some wonderings that I had, trying to understand the internal logic of the story, and also, increasingly, trying to understand how the story itself carried tidings of great joy. As the words of the angel carried joy to those people in the story, the words of that story have carried joy to many people down through the ages who have heard it. And yes, of course, Christians have a particular reason to find joy in this story, but it has also brought joy to many who are not Christian, who would not think of themselves as Christian, but who find joy in the story nonetheless, in the telling and retelling. And I don't mean to say that this story is especially unique in that sense. There are stories from many traditions and stories from no particular tradition, stories that have inspired celebrations and stories that are cherished in a more personal way. Stories that are wildly popular and stories that one may run across in obscure, out-of-the-way places, stories of many different kinds which inspire joy. What is striking to me is this whole notion of good tidings, of great joy, of spreading good news, of stories, of words themselves carrying joy. Even though they make no significant change in our circumstances or in our lives, yet we are made joyful Bible. Now that's one of the reasons I shared the story, the word collector today. It never ceases to amaze me what joy simple words can carry. Think of that piece from Victoria Safford that Pixie shared in the reading. What if there were a universe in which a world was born out of a smallish star? And into that world at some point flew red-winged blackbirds, and into it swam sperm whales, and into it bloomed crocuses, and into it blew wind to lift the tiniest hairs on naked arms in spring, and into it at some point grew onions out of soil. And in went Mount Everest and also the coyote we spotted in the words, woods about a mile from here just after sunrise, on these mornings when the moon is full. If such a universe existed, and you noticed it, what would you do? Reading or hearing those words never ceases to bring me joy. And when they are finished, I'm still the same old shepherd with the same old shepherd's challenges. 
but I have received glad tidings of great joy. There is joy in all. In the hair I brush each morning, in the towel newly washed that I rub my body with each morning, in the chapel of eggs I cook each morning, in the outcry from the kettle that heats my coffee each morning. If such joy existed and you noticed it, what would you do? Poet Anne Sexton writes, I mean, though often forget to give thanks, to faint down by the kitchen table in a prayer of rejoicing as the holy birds at the kitchen window peck into their marriage of seeds. And I read that poem, I hear those words, and though nothing has changed in my life or my circumstances or world events or personal challenges, I can't but accept those good tidings of great joy. Carried across time and space by the fragile instrumentality of words. So while I think of it, she continues, so while I think of it, let me paint a thank you on my palm for this God, this laughter of the morning, lest it go unspoken. The joy that isn't shared, I've heard, dies young. Each Sunday, we share joys and sorrows. Words typed into a chat box in a Zoom room, sometimes with typos that stump your minister as he's reading them aloud. Sometimes your minister simply stumbles in reading them and misses some. Sometimes the ever-helpful autocorrect offers incorrect substitutions. Sometimes I attribute them to the wrong person. Sometimes they seem to be sent into the ether, perhaps. But through all the blips, and slips through this imperfect assembly of letters into messages appearing on the screen, spoken aloud, these simple words, just words, carry good tidings of great joy. Welcome to the world, Elliot McNeely Jensen. Births of children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren Reunions and connections with family members, the noticing of beauty or courage or compassion, gratitude for community and friendships and generosity, these messages can inspire joy in all those who hear them, people who know the one sharing and those who don't, but who share in celebrating the glad tidings all through a handful of words. And I can't help but think of the words of Ross Gay that you may have read on the earlier slide. What if we joined our sorrows, I'm saying. I'm saying, what if that is joy? There is something in our sharing of sorrows, the connection made, the compassion that arises, 
It is not glad tidings, perhaps, but there is something of joy there nonetheless. The sorrow expressed through the sometimes clumsy medium of our technology, it is shared through a handful of words. And opening ourselves to sharing sorrow may also be what allows us to hear an angel's good tidings of great joy. And then, like the shepherds, like Anne Sexton, like Victoria Safford, like the word collector, to go and tell what we heard. So may it be.